letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Friday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include plenty of updates from the Capitol as the legislative session nears an end, remembering Viking coach Bud Grant this weekend, and some road closures to be ready for. And we'll start at the Capitol, where recreational marijuana took one more step towards legalization. The House last night passed the final conference committee report in a bipartisan 73-57 to vote. Lead House author Zach Stevenson of Coon Rapids says it's high time for the new law. The laws that we have in place are not working. They're not accomplishing what we want them to accomplish, and they're doing active harm. Along with allowing for commercial sales and homegrown plants, the new law would expunge the records of those with low-level pot convictions. Governor Wall says he'll sign the legislation if it reaches his desk. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. New numbers from the State Department of Employment and Economic Development show Minnesota's unemployment rate in April was unchanged at 2.8 percent. Analysts say the state gained 4,500 new jobs in April. Despite the number of unfilled jobs, Minnesota's labor force grew by more than 3,600, though it is still smaller than before the COVID pandemic. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. More overnight on the issue of nurse staffing at Minnesota hospitals. Steve Simpson has more. Still on the table is that massive health and human services bill, including a provision to regulate the ratio of nurses to patients, cheered by many nurses, but jeered by hospital administrators. Yesterday, a conference committee carved out an exception for Mayo Clinic after the world-renowned Rochester facility threatened to pull a billion-dollar state investment off the table if they were included. Earlier this week, Governor Walls was clear on where he stood. At this point in time, we want those investments in Minnesota. They need to be in Minnesota. Mayo's in Minnesota for a reason. We have the best educated workforce and the best support of anywhere in the country. So we want to continue that. In a press release overnight, union nurses praised the amended bill overall, but chided Walls for siding with Mayo. Still, they say 90% of nurses in the state would be covered under the legislation if it passes. The spring real estate market started with a sputter. Here's Laura Oaks. Minnesota Realtors officials say closed sales in April were down almost 31% statewide over last year. There were fewer homes for sale altogether, and prices for homes that did sell were lower. It's no surprise to Minnesota Realtors President Emily Green, who says our late start to spring and higher interest rates played a role, but... That doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad situation uh, for selling or buying for you today. Um, so if there's a shortage of homes in your area, that's a great time to put your house on the market. Green says she's optimistic that May's numbers will show some improvement with interest rates ticking down a bit and buyers beginning to show interest again. Former MPD officer Derek Chauvin's lawyers have appealed his second degree murder conviction for the 2020 killing of George Floyd to the Minnesota Supreme Court. After losing at the appellate level, Chauvin's attorneys are making many of the same arguments to the state's highest court, hoping to get a hearing there. Among those issues are the decision by trial judge Peter Cahill to not move the case out of Hennepin County. They say it should have been done due to the pretrial publicity and the possibility of violence. They also argue that the second-degree charge was not properly applied. The high court could hear the case or simply allow the appeals court ruling to stand. 
Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. An emotional bill signing ceremony is wrapping up at the Capitol as Governor Walls makes official two historic gun control measures. A sweeping public safety bill includes red flag laws that allow universal background checks on gun purchases and lets courts intervene if someone is deemed a threat to themselves or others. Governor Walls, who is an avid hunter and gun owner, says the bill is long overdue. I know how to use these things. I understand our rights as Americans to do these things. But I refuse to allow extremists to define what responsible gun ownership looks like and to make this about the Second Amendment. This is not about the Second Amendment. This is about the safety of our children and our communities. That's what's happening here today. Former Arizona Congresswoman Gabby Giffords, who was shot in the head during a 2011 mass shooting in Tucson, was also on hand for the bill signing. She testified in support of the legislation earlier this spring. National Salvation Army Week is underway through Sunday, celebrating all those who take time to volunteer throughout the year. One of those is Meg Zoner, who's been volunteering with the Salvation Army on a weekly basis since 2020 at their West 7th location in St. Paul. If somebody doesn't have a lot of time, they can just come for two hours. If they've got an extended amount of time, they can sign up for multiple shifts. She says the need for food shelves and assistance isn't going away anytime soon and that there are several ways to help out. There's people that shop. There's people that direct traffic. There's people that answer the phone. So there's a lot of different opportunities. So I think if somebody's interested, you know, to just try, they're only like two hour blocks of time or four-hour blocks of time. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. Law enforcement officials at the state and local level are praising the turnaround of a dangerous intersection in North Minneapolis, the area of Broadway and Lindale, home to Merwin Liquors and the Winter Gas Station, known for years as a hotspot for violence and drug activity, has been problem-free, they say, for months. That after Attorney General Keith Ellison opened an investigation into whether the two businesses were actually liable for the crime. I'm not here to applaud anyone or give anybody a, ask anybody to take a bow. Just as much as we have reduced crime through joint efforts on the, in the intersection, if we let our foot off the gas, it can pop back up again, and we're not going to let that happen. Ellison speaking with our Henry Lake last night, crediting both businesses for changing management and enlisting the help of the nonprofit We Push for Peace. City officials say they hope the story can be a model for other trouble spots in the city going forward. High water in St. Paul is keeping a couple of roads closed. Here's Taylor Rivera. The reopening of major road closures in St. Paul were expected to take place this week, but according to St. Paul Public Works' Lisa Hebert, they will remain closed. Could have reopened Shepherd Warner Road earlier this week, but unfortunately, due to the heavy rainfall, we need to keep Shepherd Warner Road closed. With no expected reopen date being released, Hebert asks residents for patience in waiting for floodwaters to recede. We don't have a time at this point of when we're going to be able to reopen the road. It looks like we are going to get up into the moderate flooding levels in St. Paul, which is above 15 feet. And a traffic alert for drivers in the South Metro this weekend. MnDOT will close the northbound lanes of 35W between the South Split in Burnsville and 494 in Bloomington from 10 tonight until 5 Monday morning. All northbound ramps between 35E and 82nd Street will also be closed along with the 35W Easy Pass lane southbound between 82nd and 94th. MnDOT advising drivers to use 35E and Highway 77 as a detour. 
Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. And the Minnesota Lynx open their 25th season with their opener tonight. Head coach Cheryl Reeve is expecting big things from Diamond Miller, who is the number two overall pick in the WNBA draft. We've got this this uh, number two pick, the, the rookie that uh, we're investing a lot of time in, and, and she's been terrific. And Lots to learn, uh, of course, and, you know, our league is tough, and, uh, but we're excited about, you know, just her, her rookie season and just her soaking things up and improving each, each day. The Lynx play the Chicago Sky tonight at Target Center. Laura Oaks, News Talk 830 WCCO. Finally this Friday, there's a special memorial planned at U.S. Bank Stadium to remember legendary Viking head coach Bud Grant. He died in March at the age of 95. Grant's son Mike telling our Chad Hartman yesterday it's a final chance to honor his dad with fans and friends. It's kind of a thank you to the whole state and a chance to say goodbye to my dad one last time. The day's events include speakers, panel discussions, and a memorial presentation to honor Bud's contributions to the Vikings and the state as a whole. I hope everybody walks out with a smile and say, wow, what a great life. The celebration is scheduled for Sunday at noon. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.